0: My name is Ginger Ricks. My husband Montel and I have a blended family with three kids. After working in various industries over the last 20 years, I'm a full-time mom now. But how many of you know that whether you work in the field or not at all, you're not just a mom. We women, we wear many hats. And this isn't dress rehearsal either. It's real life, real people, real stories
1: here on The Tripod Mom. The pregnancy is going well. It definitely is different than my first pregnancy for me. I know that a lot of women talk about like some of the pregnancies are different. And I feel like I relate with that because <laughs> I, my first trimester hit me really hard. I experienced some things that I didn't thing that I could experience and at first I thought I was like is there something wrong with me because I'm getting these pains like all day and I don't know what's going on but it hit me hard yeah but I am like over the hurdle already so that's I'm very thankful for that yeah did you get like a morning sickness and stuff too yeah I got morning sickness exhale, reflex, um, indigestion that's what the doctor was calling it mm-hmm. but I don't feel like it was that I never experienced acid reflex so for me to experience acid reflex in pregnancy was very huge I was mm-hmm. like what is this um and I never experienced uh, the indigestion either mm-hmm. and so I was like I don't know but I had a lot of pain in my stomach, like a lot, and I couldn't eat. I couldn't even drink water. Uh, so that was rough. And your first pregnancy was pretty easy going, right? I mean, the only thing that was rough was just the, um, the nausea, but that was it.
0: Yeah, but you weren't like growing up. Mm-mm. Yeah. Wait, wait yeah. till he
1: comes out. Then you're going to be like, oh, you're real different. <laughs> I'm sure each kid is different
0: so different.
1: But yeah now that I'm in um with my second baby I want to try to do like I want to do it different at you know delivery and so I had some questions about you know just talking to people that had like natural births without the epidural because my so you, experience with epidural was not like the best. Yeah, and you had to go that route because you were having complications, right? Well, not necessarily. Because you were in labor, well, you were having pain. and No, 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 you were going to your doctor's
0: visit and you were having pain and they determined that you were
1: going into labor and so they kept you. Yes.
0: Yes, I remember.
1: Yeah. But there's like a whole like story. I feel like after processing it for what, 22 months, because I'm like trying to think how old Philomena is. Yeah. After processing it, after 22 months, you're like, whoa, like I know now why I got the epilogue. (laughs) <laughs> like you know now like what everything yeah
0: so why did they why did they give you the epidural just because you were in pain or you asked for it
1: no um i was not going to get it that was like the whole thing for me but i honestly was unsure that was like one thing that i never really like made up my mind and never like really like prepared for so i realized like I think I want to do it, but I felt like I like, this is like more like vulnerable and personal, but I felt that I got the epidural because I was afraid that I was going to feel a lot of pain. Gotcha. But I don't want to do that again for this one. I want to prepare my mind for that. And like, if I do end up getting it, I don't want to get it out of fear.
0: Okay. So. For my first pregnancy, I'll just tell you this, I was prepared not to have the epidural because my oldest son's father and I were talking about it. We did birthing classes and we watched videos of how the epidural can make your baby drowsy. And when you give birth, the medication affects the baby and just makes them sleepy and like kind of, you know, they wouldn't be as active. And so we didn't want that because we just were not wanting our baby to be affected by this medication. Um, So we had known going into it that we wanted to have a natural birth. That being said, Tobias delivery was super I I would say easy like I think I was there for eight hours and that baby I pushed twice and he was he was there in like half an hour from from the time I hit (laughs) 10 centimeters to the time he was out you know it it to me was very easy and the whole time that I was in labor I wasn't really in a lot of pain, even my contractions, like as they got close, as I got closer to 10 centimeters, Mm -hmm. um, I remember of course they intensified and things like that. But I, I think I asked for the epidural finally at like nine centimeters. In fact, did I even, I don't remember that was like so long ago, but it, it just wasn't even feasible at that point. Cause they're like, you've already made it like so far, like let's just get to 10. And then I was at 10 centimeters, like right away anyway. So we had yeah. passed, it, it was, it was over.
1: <laughs> yeah. But,
0: um, leading up to that, um, like that eight hours or so that I was in active labor, this, I just didn't, really need it. Like in between contractions, I had guests in my room and we were talking and I was having a good old time until it was like, oh, it's time to push. So (laughs) that very easy labor. Um, Now with Solomon, I did get the epidural because I was in a lot of pain, but I feel like I was in a lot of pain because they induced me because when I went to the hospital with Solomon um, it was because we were afraid that my amniotic sac had ruptured and yeah. so we called the doctor and you know we said hey it's feeling a little gushy down there a little more than normal and I didn't even think about it I had went the whole day and like was having this like wetness you know in my underpants and I was just like oh whatever, you know? And then at the end of the day, I was like, wait a second. I don't think that's normal. Like it, it was a lot, you know? So I was like, yeah. "Maybe it's my water. And it was. So when we got the doctor <laughs> and they checked me, they said, yeah, your amniotic sac is ruptured and we have to admit you. And they told me basically that they were afraid that if, the baby, if I didn't go into labor, that I was going to have a dry birth, which was very painful. So at that point, the doctors were like scaring me like, oh, you yeah. got to, you know, have this baby now. And they kept coming in the room. You, you know, if you don't go into labor, we've got to give you medication, blah, blah, blah. And so I definitely felt pressured to move the process along. But then I was getting a little bit worried too, because I didn't want to yeah. have this dry birth. And, um, so, yeah, so I allowed them to induce me and that was the devil because I was in so much pain. I've never felt that much pain in my life. Yeah. And the contractions were very strong and very close together. I thought I was going to have that baby right then and there, or at least I was hoping. And then they checked me and I think I was at like four centimeters and I was so angry. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, That's so disappointing. <laughs> I was so, I was like, what? There's more? Like I was, I could not believe. So at that point I said, give me the epidural. I am not going to make it. Like there was yeah. no way. So they gave me the epidural and I immediately felt relief. And I was like, uh, they, they actually gave me, um, I think it's called state all. It's a narcotic. And they gave me that first to kind of ease the pain, and then they gave me the um, the the other medicine. And girl, that that medicine was good. That that stayed all was good. Um, but yeah, so the epidural that that was different because I couldn't feel anything, which that's what it's supposed to do. But then it made it hard to push. So. Yeah. I was having a hard time pushing when they finally said, oh, you're at 10 centimeters. I was like, oh, for real? So now what? And they're like, well, now you push. And I'm like, oh, I'm pushing. They're like, no, you're not. <laughs> so I couldn't feel anything. I, I was like, I, I think I'm pushing. they're like, no. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I also had a natural birth with Montana mostly natural I say mostly natural because I got stayed all with her too and um this time when I had the stayed all it made me very nauseated I remember I was like breaking out in a sweat and I just felt really sick but I think um if I remember correctly it was because this is during the pandemic, 2020, having a baby in April of 2020. So yeah. coronavirus was very new. There weren't a lot of people in the hospital, in, in the delivery room. Um, and it, I was even afraid that Montel, my husband, wasn't even going to be able to be in the room with me. Yeah. And um, he was. So yeah. when he came and they had medicated me, it was just us. Like normally there would be people, you know, in and out your room and stuff, but they were trying to decrease the amount of people that were around you because of COVID. So it was just us for like a long time. And I was trying to like stay awake to like talk to him. So he wasn't bored. And like, I I think I was trying to entertain him to be quite honest. (laughs) And my body was saying, no, you need to rest because now you're on drugs. Like I was super drugged up and I think it was causing me to have a weird effect because I was fighting the medicine. And so it was making me really nauseated. And then a couple of hours later, they gave it to me again because it started to wear off. And that's when I told him, I was like, I, I gotta stop talking to you. <laughs> I was like, I'm done talking to you. I feel sick. I don't care what you do. <laughs> yeah. Good night. <laughs> But other than that, I didn't have an epidural for Montana and we were happy about that because again, we, I didn't want the babies to have the after effects, but Solomon, I don't even think had really any effects that we could tell, you know, from yeah. the epidural.
1: So, okay. So you said that with, uh, Montana, you had it, like, um, you had medication, so you wouldn't feel that much pain. Um, but then how was it when you were actually delivering? Oh, I I could feel quite a bit. It was still painful.
0: Um, In fact, I remember um, telling the lady, I was like, are you sure you don't see anything? Cause I was <laughs> like, get it out get it out. And I had never felt that they call it the ring of fire because apparently it's supposed to feel like fires coming out of your vagina at that moment when the baby's crowning. Um, I had never felt that because like I said, with Tobiah, it was easy peasy with Solomon. I was very drugged up, but with Montana, I felt that. And I was like, get it out. And she was telling me like, Oh no wait." you know, the doctor, what? the doctor wasn't there yet. And I was telling her I'm ready. And She's like, oh, you're at nine. Okay. Nine is pretty close to 10. And I asked her, I said, are you going to call the doctor in here? And she's like, no, we'll wait till you're at 10. And I got to 10 really quick and she wasn't ready. And it was only one nurse. And I joked with her and I said, oh, you're going to deliver my baby by yourself, right? And she was like, ha, ha, ha. Well, she did because she didn't (laughs) listen to me. And then she was trying to tell me to like stop pushing. And I was like, girl, you do not tell somebody who's at 10 to stop pushing. So I I pushed and Montana was like, hello, here. (laughs) So so yeah, I did feel um, still quite a bit of, pressure and experience with Montana and I don't know why like I just remember like I said with Tobiah it was very easy
1: I yeah. could I could have if I could have had births like that I would have had more kids but so after with, uh, sorry to interrupt you with okay. Tobiah you didn't feel the ring of fire
0: no I I literally felt like I literally felt like I pushed two times and he was there. And I remember from the time (laughs) that I reached 10 centimeters to the time that he came, I think it was like 28 minutes. It wasn't even like 30 minutes. It was like, there he is. And what's funny is, I feel like my deliveries might have been a forecast of how my children. We're going to behave (laughs) because Tobiah has been like the the most easygoing child for his whole life. He's always been so sweet and just very um, calm and mild tempered and very patient and meek and Solomon, that delivery was the roughest. That's my little special baby. (laughs) Um, yeah. And, and, and it wasn't his fault though. Like I said, I, I really believe that those, um, when they induced me, that's, that's not a natural thing that's supposed to happen to your body. Like they're making it happen. There's a reason why it's supposed to just happen naturally. And actually we have a friend, I won't say any names. They refused to go in and get, um, induced and to have like the C, the scheduled C-section because they were like no I'm gonna wait until my body says I'm ready and they delivered yeah. after 40 weeks you know what I'm talking about right yeah <laughs> <laughs> but two times that happened two times and they said no and the doctor had them scheduled and everything and she was like no I'm not the doctor called like um where are you like, I'm not coming <laughs> I'm just gonna wait around for my body to do what it does and yeah babies are fine so yeah yeah but um I mean unless you know like you have a a a low tolerance for pain I I don't see why you need an epidural
1: yeah just wanted you know sometimes when you you're preparing yourself you want to hear like just those um experiences from women that gone through those experiences and I feel like it's very helpful for just to fill your mind with those experiences that are like well because um being able to like have it naturally that's my goal but at the end it's like whatever's best for the baby and for me right right or togetherness you know and then um that's where i'm at and as i've been speaking to um somebody that's in the professional you know that works with uh, in the delivery room a friend of mine and she's been very helpful in advising me about that you know that's the plan that's the goal But if at the end, you know, I end up saying saying yes to the epidural again, that doesn't make me any less of a woman.
0: Yeah. Or it doesn't
1: make it any less. You know. Yeah. And so that's like very big and just processing that. But it's also so helpful to hear like uh the stories from other women that have gone through you know deliveries, natural deliveries. And That motivates me (laughs) yeah and you don't have to feel like shame because
0: you did or you didn't have a delivery one way or another yeah because there are so many different um reasons to have your birth the way that it happened you know so you know we've had friends that weren't planning on having c-sections emergency c-section you know had to be yeah. taken for the safety of the baby and everything and even with um like i said with montana i um wasn't plan i was planning on having her fully naturally um yeah. without the epidural without any medication but um my contractions with her were intense like yeah. I was um, laboring throughout the night. I was having contractions before we got to the hospital. I was having them in the evening and I couldn't sleep. And that's when I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm going into labor. And that morning we got up really early and um, the doctor said, yeah, to come in. And by the time we were getting in the car, I felt like I was going to have her like in the garage almost. And I was telling Montel on the way to the hospital, mind you, the hospital was like, less than 20 minutes from our house like maybe 15 taking the street so it was close and I didn't even know I was like I don't know if I'm even gonna make it because my contractions were coming on very strong very close together um and then when we got to the hospital and I got checked in they stopped or they like slowed down so I was like what I was like they better not send me home this baby is coming I was oh I was about to be so mad because that happened with Tobiah so now I tell all of my friends especially first-time mothers like do not go to the hospital until it starts getting intense because with Tobiah I went to the hospital twice and they sent me home because I wasn't coming along far enough like the first time I think I was at like a centimeter. The second time I came back, I was at like two centimeters and these were like days apart, like, you know, and I was like, what is this? So I think it was like the third or fourth day that I was having contractions consistently. And I was like, I'm not going to the hospital now because they're not going to send me back one more time. I was mad. (laughs) I was like, I don't care. And I just stayed in bed all day long. And I had like, like pretty bad contractions but I didn't think the baby was coming it was just like just abdominal pain and then that fourth day I think it was that's when I I could barely sit down and um at the time my husband's mother was like yeah I think you need to go to the hospital now because you I couldn't even sit comfortably so she's like yeah it's, it's probably time but um with Montana I was like, let's go now because <laughs> I don't know what's happening. And yeah. um, then it was weird, like I said, because the contractions started to slow down. But I knew that I wasn't going to make it without any medication because I yeah. was just already in too much pain. So I was like, yeah, you guys need to give me something because this is, this is just doing too much. But, you know, um, I have to tell you a funny story, too the stay doll that they gave me. Um, I was high <laughs> when they gave it to me with Solomon. Yeah. Like immediately I was like, "Woo, I'm stoned. And, um, my mom and well, Montell's mom and Montell were in there with me, with my mom. And Montel's mom and Montel had left the room to go. And I think they went to like the cafeteria or something. And the nurse came in and she gave me the stay doll and my mom left to go to the bathroom. So all of a sudden I was by myself. And I remember when my mom came back in, I told her, I said, um, don't leave me again because I am not coherent enough to where I can make decisions on my own. And it freaked me out that nobody was in the room with me because I was, I was so stoned Izzy. Um, in fact, The reason why I had told her that too, is because when they had all left, I remember the baby like kicked, like really, you know, when your leg kind of like shakes uncontrollably, I don't know if that happens to adults, but you know, sometimes like your muscles jerk. I think the baby's leg was doing that in my stomach, something the baby was doing, but it it was like jerking in my stomach. So I asked the nurse, I said, Hey, I said, can you check the baby? Because I, I felt like something strange. And she just kind of blew me off. She's like, oh yeah, everything looks good. Wow. And she was like, yeah, whatever, you know. And I was like, are you sure? Because I'm positive. I felt something and it felt really strange. And she was like, yeah, yeah, yeah it's the baby's fine." And then that's when my mom came back in and I told her, I said, do not leave me in here by myself. I said, because I don't have enough energy right now and brain capacity because I'm stoned to talk to this nurse you know, and let her know what I'm feeling. I need you to be here to help me. And, you know, she was like, okay. And then after when I came out of that and I was mo- more coherent, I was able to explain to my mom and my husband that, you know, that medication that they gave me really made me loopy. And yeah, it, it felt great at the time because I was in a lot of pain. And I yeah. was like, and it was like instant. I was like instantly like relieved. In fact, um, I remember telling my mom, I think later, that I felt like I was having an out-of-body experience. <laughs> like I was wow. watching myself be pregnant. <laughs> it was just so weird. Like I knew I was having contractions, but they were like over there on the other side of the room. Or so I was like, I was like so stoned. So just be careful if you get something like that because it it can make you it yeah
1: <laughs> oh that is a crazy story
0: <laughs> yeah
1: so just make sure that if
0: they're going to give it to you that you know your husband is close by um you know if he can be or somebody's there because yeah
1: one of the reasons that you didn't want to have the epidural with uh Tobias was because you had like learned about what were the effects that they will affect the baby yeah besides that was there like any other reason why you felt like you did not want you prepare yourself to not go in to that place to get it
0: I think as a new parent you are like really unsure of what to expect so we were just trying to take what we thought were the best precautions. So yeah. that way um, our baby, you know, would be safe. That's what we thought would be the safest, the least amount of medication as you know, we could have. Um, so that that was really just our personal preference i think you know and like i said i think some moms go into it and they say no i i know i want the epidural or i know i want you know a c-section or whatever so it's really just you know whatever your personal preference is but for us that that was really why we weren't sure what to expect we had watched a couple videos with the baby that looked really drowsy like trying to latch. And the baby couldn't latch because they they had been affected by the medication so we were like yeah
1: "Mm, we don't
0: we don't want that you know if we can avoid it yeah
1: yeah so why with uh uh, montana you decided to get the other medication but not the epidural
0: um i might have gotten the epidural if the pain didn't go away but once i had taken the state all I felt a lot better. So yeah. at that point, there wasn't any need to get it. But like I said, with Solomon, I I needed that. I was like shaking, holding Montel. I remember Montel and I were facing each other when they were giving me the epidural. And I was like, and they tell you, you gotta be still because they're sticking you with this thing. So I was yes. like in so much pain. I was like shaking. And I was just like, give me, give me it now. I'll give it to myself if I have to. (laughs) I was in so much pain. I was just like, get it out, please be done. And then when I got it, I was like so relieved. And I was like kicking myself in the butt. Like, why didn't I get this sooner? I put myself through all of this pain for, yeah, I don't know, however long it was probably a couple of hours, but I was like, I didn't need to do that because now I, I was, I was perfectly fine. And I, I felt so much relief right after they did it. Um, I did feel a little bit of like, I don't want to say if you could call it like tenderness, maybe, I guess like right in that spot though, in my mm-hmm. spine Um, afterwards for a few months, not all the time but, um, a couple of times, like I would sit down and I would feel like, Ooh, like, what is that? And it would, it was right where they stuck me. So yeah. now that I think about it, I don't have it anymore. Thank God. Yeah. Um, but I have heard of mothers complaining about, you know, a, a little bit of pain where they had the epidural. So yeah. Have you heard that
1: too? Yeah. I've heard of that too. And I felt the same thing for a few, like, months. Like, now yeah. and there. Like, I will feel something tender there. And it just feels kind of weird. Weird. Yeah. <laughs>
0: it's not really painful, but it's just not yeah. right. You're like, yeah. that, that's not
1: right. It wasn't feeling like that before, Doc. <laughs> <It's> like, yes. <laughs> um, that's Thank you for sharing that. That's very helpful. Um. Also, I know, like... If you were to go back to one of your pregnancies, what would you have done different? Um, I don't know. I don't
0: think I would have done anything differently. I would have liked to not be induced with Solomon, Mm -hmm. but I don't know how long the doctors would have tolerated me not being induced. Because you can't just be sitting there in the hospital room, not doing anything because, you know, they start looking at you like "Um, there's other mothers that are trying to give birth and you're taking up a hospital room or at least that's the way they make you feel. Right. Like, yeah, you know, you might want to we need to decide what we're going to do soon because my shift is (laughs) almost over. And you're like, well, damn lady, I can't like make the baby come out. Like, you know, but you know what I mean? Like, I say that sarcastically, but I felt like the doctors were really pressuring me in some ways, you know, and you know how that, you know, feels you, you know, shared that on our first interview with your delivery with Philomena. Yeah. And, um, so, so I would have liked to not have been induced but again I don't know that I would have pushed back so much because yeah again they probably after you know 24 hours they probably would have been like okay well then you need to go home and I I probably couldn't go home because I my amniotic sac had already been leaking so then the conversation might have been like well then we need to have a C-section and that definitely was not something that I wanted to do so yeah. I like I said I don't I don't think I would have done anything differently um yeah yeah okay
1: I Except just wanna...
0: actually something that I think about um yeah actually in terms of like the after things that they do to the baby I think I would have waited to have Montana bathed, you know, yeah. how they still have that. I think it's called vernix on their body. They still have yeah. that um, film on their body. That nurse was so pushy and she just wanted to bathe my baby. <laughs> and she was really nice about it, but she just kept, is she ready for a bath yet? Is she ready? And I was just like, just please bathe her. And I think too, because it was, um, the height of COVID, I was thinking that if we just get through all of these things, they're going to hurry up and release us, but they didn't. So that that's why I was kind of like, yeah, just bathe her, do what you got to do, do the eye swab, whatever you, you know, just, just, can we go now? And they were like, no, (laughs) it's like, oh, (laughs) so I would, I would have done maybe some of that stuff differently. More like, um, like with Solomon, we waited a long time to have him bathe. Um, I don't think we did the, the eye salve for, you know, the antibiotics. Yeah. You know, things like that. And Montana, I was just like, whatever, just get me out. Can we leave now? (laughs) because it was COVID I was like I don't want to be here somebody's got the goodies
1: I get it yeah uh, but so I wanted to ask this one for fun I know that you mentioned that that's the last kid you're gonna have. yes but let's say that you were to have another one
0: that means I cheated my husband has been fixed just so the listeners know,
1: okay. we are not having any Did more babies around that? here.
0: We are not having more babies. <laughs> I cheated. Or it was just the Lord was like one more. <laughs> no, no, uh-uh, no miraculous birth around here. Okay. Jesus already Sorry. came. <laughs> Mm-mm, girl. Oh, unless we adopt—that's that's the only option. Oh.
1: That's it.
0: But let's just pretend. Okay, let's
1: pretend.
0: All right, I'm pregnant. Now what?
1: <laughs> will you? Will you go? What? How would you prepare your mind for this? One?
0: Oh my gosh, uh fourth child. What would I do? Oh my gosh, that is a hard that is a loaded question because it's not my first. So, like I said, it would be my fourth. It would be my fourth child. Um I think I would prepare by buying a new car. That's how I would get my mind right. <laughs> Only because you know, there's too many. If we have one more kid, how are we all going to fit in one car? We don't have enough space right now. So that's how, that's how I would prepare. My mind is by like, Hey, at least I got ready because now we can all fit, but (laughs) I don't know. I don't know, but I, I would still I would still go into it and say that I would still want a natural vaginal birth. Mm -hmm. I I would definitely do that. um, And say that I would go as long as I could without medication, all of that, because I just, if it's not, I'm the type of person, I feel like I'm kind of a minimalist in some ways, some ways I'm not, but you know, I, I can do with like very minimal, like resources i can do with very minimal a lot of things and yeah. medication is one of them like i only take medication if i'm like in a lot of pain and i'll probably mm-hmm. take it one time and then just be sick for the rest of the time or something like that but yeah you know yeah i would definitely still want it the same way no epidural baby going all the way
1: <laughs> okay yeah. what about you
0: so you're thinking about having the baby without the epidural how are you feeling about it
1: uh, so far um I feel well about it I didn't realize that there is like a fear behind it until like after you know all this time of processing it and I think it just came right after, like, I got pregnant, like, I'm going to do this again. <laughs> and it's just like a lot, a lot of things just come up and realizing, like, I don't want to go into my second pregnancy feeling this way or thinking this way. Like, I don't want to think about these uh, things. I don't want to think about my second birth as my first birth. Um, I want it to be different and I want to go on and, you know, prepare myself, my mind and everything, um, even like my emotions and my heart, um, for the second pregnant, for the second delivery. But at the same time, I'm also like, you know, realizing like, even if I go prepared at the end, you know, Whatever the outcome of it is, it's gonna be the best that it needed to be for, you know. It's gonna be what needed to happen at that time. So I'm like preparing myself that way, and but I'm also like taking, you know, uh, steps to be able to like prepare my body, like by doing certain stretches, doing certain exercises, breathing just with my diet and everything else. Do you think that you have
0: this fear because of your first delivery? Like, are you worried that there could be something else that, you know, happen or whatever?
1: I think that the main fear for me was the fear of feeling the pain. Okay. And that came with a lot of feeling like... uh, Mm, like when you're in fear mode you kind of make decisions out of that place and it's never really like being true to yourself about those things like you don't have peace yeah yeah um
0: do you have a birth plan
1: I do have a birth plan did you have one the first time I did okay and I felt that With my birth plan, I could have got myself ready before. And those are like the things that I'm doing differently with this pregnancy. Like I could have prepared myself beforehand, like sooner, because I kind of did my birth plan at the end of my, you know, my last trimester. Yeah.
0: So maybe you didn't have enough time to think about the things really. Early to think of like what's important yes okay that's exactly um did you have worship
1: music or like soft music playing when you had Philomena I did okay I even had like a birthing ball mm-hmm. and um I had essential oils <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> they we come did too handy. um But I think that a lot of that stuff would just came with like me not preparing myself sooner and also like realizing like there was a fear of pain. Yeah. And not dealing with that fear first. Yeah. And I feel like now I get to face that fear and be like, okay, (laughs) nothing is promised that there's not gonna be pain. Right. But Even if it's not promised, you know, even if the pain is going to be there, I'm going to face it because, but now this time I feel more prepared and I feel like I'm going to be more equipped. And first of all, I, you know, like spiritually, like I feel more connected to the Lord that no matter what the Lord is going to be there, that I don't have to worry about that. Yeah. And yeah.
0: And maybe too. I don't know, like sometimes it helps to have an expectation of like, so for example, in this case, we're talking about um, being afraid of pain. So maybe if you went into it saying like, yeah, there's probably gonna be some pain. It's like, you're already (laughs) expecting it versus like, oh no, this is just gonna be a smooth birth and it's it's just gonna be no pain and I'm gonna be in and out. And then you don't get that. And then it's like, you're disappointed or frustrated. So, you know, and I think that when I went into delivery with Montana, I was expecting the pain because the pain from her brother was still very fresh because we had them only 16 months apart. Yeah. I still remembered that pain. (laughs) So I think with Montana, like I was like, oh yeah, I, I, I remember being afraid to go back into delivery because i remember that it was tough you yeah. know um but then i always also remembered that to it was great so <laughs> you know you never know what you're gonna get and yeah. you know i just bless you right now with an easy labor in jesus name <laughs> <laughs> yes let that baby just slide on out <laughs> in Jesus name because yeah you can have a uh, easy delivery and we did an episode too there was another young lady um Brittany Mitchell who interviewed and she said that her delivery was easy so you know it it happens
1: you know that is beautiful, that is yeah. beautiful. and then too I think like just
0: like you said being prepared so that's why I was asking you about like did you have music did you have your essential oils and things like that like what is going to make you most comfortable like one of my friends she went and bought like pretty panties and like she had a new robe and she had like her slippers and I remember um having like my hair braided uh for Tobias so that way I didn't have to worry about coming out the hospital room looking like a crazy woman <laughs> like you know so like there were things that I did to to prepare me yes. as like my comfort level it wasn't just like what's gonna oh like packing the baby's bag and making sure I had everything ready for him it was like no how am I gonna be comfortable and what do I need to to make myself relaxed and feel yeah you know comfortable and at peace because you just had a baby um that's something else that I would say too is going into it knowing like what are your Mm non-negotiables um like with your nursing team with the with the doctors or your doula and things like that because that's those are the things that are going to be important to you down the line that um, for example, remember you said um, that you didn't want a male doctor in your office the first time. Yeah. And looking back on that, you were like, Ooh, I wish I would have spoken up or said something or stuck to that because that was what was important to you. So yeah. like for me um, with Solomon, I remember all these people were coming in and out of my hospital room and, you know, they're checking the baby, they're checking me, they're doing our vitals and they're, and finally, I just told the the nurse as she was leaving, I said, is somebody else coming in the room? Because, and she was, she looked at me kind of strange and I said, I'm exhausted. And she was like, oh, and she, she like, it was like a light switched on. And she was like, yeah, you just had a baby. And I'm like, you think? (laughs) So like just voicing even that and saying like, I need to just be left alone for a little bit so I can try to like recoup my body and my brain because I had been up for, I don't even know how many hours at that point. I think we were up for like over 24 hours. It's whatever is most comfortable for you. And for your husband too, mm-hmm. you know, because maybe he doesn't want something or some kind of way. And usually um, I think most men are pretty accommodating to whatever their wife wants, but, you know, having a conversation with him maybe beforehand to ask, you know, about, you know, are you comfortable if I get the epidural or, you know, do you want to be there when, x y and z happens or you know um you know especially you're having a boy um are you gonna you know want to go with them when they do the circumcision you know I, I don't think that they let them go in the room anymore but they might and you know maybe asking Andrew like hey you know if they let you are you gonna go do you want to go um you know stuff
1: like yeah. that yeah because I helpful. was like
0: I was like, you better go with my baby. You better make sure they don't sniff off too much. (laughs) (laughs) You better watch that. You better watch that doctor. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, poor baby. Shoot. Montel was ready though. He was like, I'm going, I'm going. And I I don't think they let him go in the room though, (laughs) but he was right there by the door. Yeah, There's so many things to think about. Little things like that, that you don't, You're like, I don't know. (laughs) Right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. But that's why it's so good to talk to other mothers. You're like, okay.
0: All right. (laughs) Yeah. I love that I can talk to all of you guys because I still have questions as well. Like as they grow, like you're still, like you don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what to do with these little people. Like, and you would think I would know because They're Tobias 13. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you've already done this, but it it was so long ago. And like the technology has changed so much and the um, medical knowledge has changed, you know, so much from the time he was born to the time that Solomon was born. Like, it's very different. So yeah. I'm constantly like,
1: huh <laughs> and then everybody's different like every kid is so different i mean i still don't have my second kid but i'm speaking out of experience from just working with kids yeah and it's just like wow everybody's so different
0: <laughs> very isn't it amazing how god just I
1: don't creates know. everybody different. creates
0: us creates everything
1: he's just so awesome yeah 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 well I hope I helped you with my experiences yeah there's like I just like to hear you know experiences that they you know people that didn't have the epidural like what was it for them like you know and it's helpful to hear your story thank you for sharing it that was very vulnerable and you know
0: yeah, I don't mind sharing my stories. I'm I'm very open, sometimes a little too much. <laughs> I'm a little too honest sometimes. So oh, you know what? Actually, I will share another thing with you too. Um I I think I have I shared this before. I don't know if I share this on the podcast. So the epidural, because I couldn't feel okay, so when I was pushing. I was like, I started smelling like something in the room. And I was like, what the, and I thought Montel farted. And I was (laughs) like, did this Negro really fart in here with all these people in here? I was just like, so I called, I was like, Montel, come here. (laughs) And then I realized as he was coming, I was like, I said, did I, did I poop? And he said, and he just like nodded, but his face was like, so he's very squeamish. So he was like, yeah, very grossed out and like nodding his head. Like, oh yes. And I was like, Oh, and then I felt bad. Cause in my mind I was like scolding yeah. him, like, how dare he? And it was <laughs> me. But so, because I had the epidural and they kept telling me push, push, push. I had a bowel movement while I was pushing because I couldn't feel. And I had no idea. Yeah. Because when you don't have the epidural, too, you know, they and they do tell you when you're pushing that you're pushing with the the back muscles. You're not pushing with your uh, like your vaginal muscles. I don't know how to describe it. It's not like you have to pee. You do push like you have to poop. So it makes sense that, you know, a lot of women do when they are in labor. Um, But, yeah, I think because I couldn't feel. I didn't know what was going on down there yeah so wow yeah. so that just is... make sure oh and for that reason I always tell people to make sure you poop before you go to the hospital or wherever you're going to go to have your baby so <laughs> yeah <That's> so, <laughs> <laughs> so make sure you do your number two before you do <laughs> but um Uh oh oh, and then two because um actually I needed to go to the bathroom a few hours before I ended up pooping in the delivery room but the nurse um she gave me a bedpan and they wouldn't let me get up because my uh, amniotic sac had ruptured so um she just gave it to me like the bedpan and she was kind of like rude about it. Like I could tell she was just like over her shift. She wasn't mean, she just, she didn't want to be there. You know, she was having a day. And, um, yeah. so I didn't want her to like have to, ch- and it's weird trying to pee or poop in a bed, like laying down, like, it's just weird, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then there's people in there. You're like, excuse me, can I have some privacy while I try to do this? So anyways, I didn't end up going to the bathroom. So that's why I think too, I ended up having that moment because I had to go hours earlier and I didn't. So poop before you go to the hospital. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was during your delivery like when you were like pushing the baby out yeah Oh, okay I see yeah so okay yeah. wow well all of it is very helpful Thank you. you shared
0: yes well, i'm glad and i gotta go because i hear solomon see my special child he's downstairs mommy i hear him he's <laughs> calling me he's crying so bye okay bye Thanks for listening today on The Tripod Mom. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, share, and leave a review. That way we can reach more listeners with stories just like these. Thanks again.